Well, hello, everybody. It is Film Juice again. We are Mike and hello, John. What's up? And we are going to talk about episode two of Moon Knight, which is titled. I don't know what. What is it titled? The Friendly Type. No, wait, that's the third one. This is all going to be edited out. Summon the suit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, so what were, like, just briefly, what were your thoughts on the first episode? Because I, I missed you on the first one. That's right. Um, My, my original thoughts were, I would say I was kind of, I was kind of bored, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was uninterested. I liked the lead actor. I've seen him in other things. He did a really good job in. And um, so I was excited to see him in this. I just, his character seemed a little out of place. Um, he had a very timid, like almost like a Schmeagle. Yeah. Or the rings, in you know, type of voice and high high pitch voice, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. oh, lost I... my contact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then he's talking to like street performer, a street performer who just doesn't talk, and and uh, but he's a good looking guy, but he's never. He just he just can't seem. He doesn't have any relationships. Doesn't hold any relationships. Um. And uh, but I will say that everything that was going on to him, you know, was very much a mystery, and that was very apparent from the beginning. And so that that kept me interested. That kept me interested. Like, okay, well, you know, they're obviously showing that something's, you know, things aren't right here. Something's going on, and uh, I want to see. I'll, I'll watch the next episode to see. You know. Okay. And that's kind of my general feelings about the first one. The first... So, yeah, you weren't totally into it, but you were ready for something else. And the second episode is something else. I mean, it, it pretty much like greatly expands on everything that was. I, I saw the first episode after this. After seeing the second one, I saw the first episode it was kind of a teaser. Um, because you're introduced to all these things. You're introduced to the Egyptian, the um, that pantheon of gods or whatever. I know pantheon is a Greek term. Um, and then you've got Khonshu and you've got Arthur Harrow doing this weird thing with a little tattoo on his arm. Um, so you've got all these like weird pieces in place that you don't know where exactly they're going to go until like the very end when he fights that giant jackal creature thing. Um, and episode two picks up right after that. So like he's he's back to work the next day, <laughs> and is uh, he watches a security tape and it's obviously him and they offer him they're like here's some help but you're fired. Um. Um. Right. I I I I did like that they like in that scene when he was fired that he takes off his name tag that says Stephen. That was a nice little bit of visual metaphor. 
you know, like his, well, the last bit of his identity is now gone because he's like in too deep now. Um, and then he, uh, he uses that key finally to go find his storage unit. He finds that the duffel bag full of stuff, including the, the scarab that Arthur Harrow was talking about, which I still don't know what the hell it is. Do you have any clue? I mean, I know you don't know comics. I don't know this comic. So we're in the same boat. There, he's the scarab. Yeah, the scarab. You know how it like floated up and like started pointing in a specific, specific direction? That's right. No, I. No, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's apparently like it belongs to the god, the goddess Amit. Amit, the uh, the two headed crocodile lady, mm. or whatever, whatever Arthur Harrow's cane is supposed to be. Um. Yeah, and she and, wants, uh, Ethan Hawke was tasked to bring that back to her. right. He wants to resurrect her. Um, That's he wants to resurrect the that that ideal of like precognitive judgment where it's like i see you're going to do evil so you're dead mm-hmm. without giving the person a chance um and the 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 god that moon knight is working for and he, Rick- enslaved to yes that we find out in the second episode what's the name of that one again Kanchu. Kanchu, yeah yeah he's uh he deals he deals in justice uh, like if you did wrong then you've done wrong now you deserve to be you know punished punished yeah um whereas Amit you know, I mean, I kind of see Arthur Harrow's point of view. I think that was interesting at the end of the first one that they clarified that. Um, that he is seeking to, like, completely, completely uh, discourage any evil ever and just do things his own way, or rather, Amit's way. Um you can kind of see there's some there's some something novel in that where he wants to undo evil before evil even happens. Right, it's like the overprotective parent in some ways. Yeah, the the helicopter parent. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like keep keep them from doing anything wrong, and and therefore they'll never do anything wrong. Right. Um, that's what it makes me think of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did. I did like how they tried. He's not a sympathetic villain, but you kind of you do understand where he's coming from. Um, I do kind of wish these were parallel stories where we learn about Arthur Harrow at the same time we're learning about Stephen Grant. Because mm-hmm. I think Arthur Harrow is kind of an interesting. Not just from like that very first shot where he pours the glass into his sandals or whatever. Um, but in the second one, in the second episode, in this episode, he becomes a very powerful presence. 
Mm. Where you can, like, you see him summon the jackal towards the middle, and I'm skipping ahead. So we got Layla now. Mm-hmm. Which is... His wife. Right, and his... So there's Steven. There's Steven. And there's Mark. There's Mark, who is, I guess, another... We don't know much about Mark, though, right? But not really. We know he may be a mercenary or some kind of like a like a a tomb raider type person. And he was, for whatever reason, uh Kanchu. He was resurrected by Kanchu, it's implied. And he was resurrected in Oscar Isaac's character, Steven. Right. Okay. Okay, I hadn't thought of that. That's... Like if if Steven never had a problem before Khonshu may have resurrected Mark into another body? That's what I'm... Possibly. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, so that was interesting. When they... So you see Oscar Isaac's characters playing two personalities. You know, if, if you were to look... Yeah. It would look like he had multiple personalities. <laughs> like multiple- Yeah. Now they disorder, and so Stevens looking in the mirror, and Mark's talking back to him in the mirror, and then in episode two, well, I like that dynamic too, by the way, because yeah, Mark Oscar. is the English, or he's he's the like more American, he's the American, he's the American uh, every like action man, yeah, and. <laughs> And and Steven's just like, no, I don't want to be that. Right. <laughs> I just want to be happy. I just want to be at the gift shop. <laughs> and I like that dynamic and seeing Oscar. I, I'm glad Mark was introduced because you couldn't it... you couldn't stand it if it was just him, right? Right. <laughs> it's just the Steven guy now. Yeah. So that was cool, and, and and so they can actually take over the bot uh, Steven's body, and they can both. You find out in the episode as well. They can both use the Moon Knight powers that Kanchu. Right. Yeah. So that's the that's the fun part of the episode is. So Layla comes along. She takes the scarab. Um. Arthur Harrow interrogates. Steven, Steven, of course, has no idea. Steven is just never knows what's going on. Poor Steven. I mean, really, poor Steven. <laughs> True. Um, he has a scarab and and uh, she, she well, Layla has a scarab. Um, yeah, he so Harrow, we haven't explained this yet. So Harrow yeah. has a community in a certain part of the city that was run down filled with like drugs and crime and right he's there and he's like a hero in that part of town at this point in the story because of his abilities to just i guess control people and 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 he's gonna he's using his influence he's um um ethan hawk even said um he was playing him as a David Koresh type figure where it's like, this is paradise. Everything's free. All you have to do is worship me. 
Everything, you know, everything you could possibly want, you know, food, water, sex, uh, home, roof over your head, you know, you can have everything you want. All you have to do is like come and live with me and make sure that you know that I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got that creepy kind of like Im- imposing vibe to him and which um, I think showed pretty strongly when he talks to Steven. Um, you know, how he like shows him into the town and he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, how are the tomatoes doing? Oh, those are great. And, you know, he shows him in. He's like, oh, you want some food? You have the, lent- the lentil soup. I'm a vegan as well. And, you know, they're having soup. And he's like, okay, now let me talk to Mark. Like, Does Mark know where the scarab is? <laughs> and that leads to some pretty, like, I really want to see, like, what happened to those, like, six guys that were surrounding Steven. And they're all just shot in the head. <laughs> Like I, I would like to see that action scene. Mm. Like I know it's it's a it's an artistic choice, but I still want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it that was interesting when Arthur Harrow he's walking Stephen through, and he's also letting him know, like, are asking, "Hey, do you hear Kanchu?" Yeah. So how's that Kanchu? He's just like, "Here, here's some lentil soup. It's really good. I made it this morning." And how's that Kanshu doing, by the way? <laughs> oh, is he is he telling you something right now? And yeah, he's, he's like talking oh. to you. He's telling you to kill me. And and Arthur Harrow, uh, he says that he was once the Moon Knight. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that was an interesting fact of the story, and I couldn't help but think of like Spawn, honestly. Oh, like Cogliostro? Yeah. How he was the previous spawn? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Um, Something similar. Like they, they choose an... Let's just call them avatars, because that's what they call them in the show. They choose an avatar, and they're like, you're going to act under my will, because I can't. And that I thought that was funny, because that first scene where uh, after Steven gets abducted, and Harrow undoes his his restraints or whatever, and Kanchu's like kill him, and Harrow's like he's telling you to kill me, right? He's like yeah, he's like look, and Kanchu like does something, but all it does is like blow like a large gust of wind, and Harrow's like that's all he can do, he can't do anything else in this realm. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> it makes them seem kind of powerless and it makes uh Harrow and Steven seem powerful because they can actually affect reality. These guys can just like exist slightly outside of it. By which I mean the gods. I'm assuming Amit is somewhere there. If Kanchu can talk to Steven, then certainly Amit can talk to Harrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they, they finally come to the point where uh, 
Was it Harrow Har lifts up his cane and it turns? I'm gonna be a nerd. It turns purple. Now, in the Marvel universe, there are like six colors that you need to be aware of. Because there's. Let's go back to the Infinity Stones for a second. There's the Mind Stone, the Time Stone, the Space Stone, the Power Stone, the Soul Stone. And I think I'm missing that it hit time. I don't know. But the purple one is the power stone. Mm. Which is used to like it's in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it was shown to destroy planets and civilizations. Which yeah. begs the question do these gods abide by the rules of the typical Marvel universe. Um, which is that they're kind of bound there. There are rules, but they're also like really bendy rules. So you've got this guy emitting a, a purple energy, which is the power stone. But it's also powered by an Egyptian god. But gods don't exist because of the celestials, which were introduced in the Eternals. Maybe I shouldn't have gone off on this tangent because it's really confusing. <laughs> That's interesting. So I guess what you're saying is from you're thinking of how if this is going to be integrated with the Marvel Universe. Right. Yeah, because it seems like its own little pocket. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't always need to be. I, I I feel like it has some greater tie to like the the bigger Marvel universe, but it's not like enough to plug in like an Eternals character or something, you know. I see. So it may not be directly related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I guess. Yeah, not necessarily. Um, at least it won't have any effect on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, as, as these go on, as these shows and movies go on, I think we're going to start to see a disconnect from the rules of the cinematic universe. Yeah. Thus far. And because it's just, there's going to be so many different ideas that, you can't just like water down everybody's ideas to be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I forgot what I was going to say. I, I was going to say, um, what I did, I forgot to mention this about the first episode, but I did like the little quirks, the English quirks that, that was that was written in the show and Oscar Isaac kind of brought out in the character. Mm -hmm. Um just the, some of the words he used, like his flat, for instance, was the place where he lived. Um he he say things like I think he said like cheers. Yeah. Or he when he uh at the beginning of the second episode when he walks into the, to the museum, mm -hmm. he goes to the security guard, he's like, Bruv, bruv, yeah, you're gonna go absolutely metal when you watch this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty English. 
so I like those little quirks because it did make me feel like I was in another, like, that they were there, you know. It was, like, more authentic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really lent to that. Um, so I, I, it, that was, that left an impression on me. And, and I love Ethan Hawke, too. So it was, he, he was another reason that I wanted to keep watching, too. Yeah, I think maybe 20 years ago, Ethan Hawke would have been playing this role. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the, the final fight? <laughs> the tussle between the Jackal and the Moon Knight? Because I did like when he fell out the window and he tried to do the three-point landing and he just fell over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was adorable. Um, it was... It was alright. Um, for me, I thought I thought it was alright. I didn't... It wasn't anything spectacular. It, there it, were... It was it gritty. Yeah, I noticed that he's very physical, the Moon Knight, so far. Yeah. He, when he, he doesn't seem to pull his punches. Oh, no, yeah. No, he's, he's hitting to, to kill, basically. Um, and then oh. he's got those moon shards on his chest, which I don't know if he has in the comics or not, but. Yeah. Mm. I thought, I thought. I think I told you this before that or I told you yesterday <laughs> that uh, the fight between him and the Jackal reminded me of the scene from Supergirl when she fights the invisible monster. And you know I like to point out budget things. So I think that was a budget matter. It didn't make the fight more exciting. It just made it seem kind of like, like what, what am I looking at here? Because Moon Knight's just kind of bouncing around in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Mister Knight? Which is what they're calling the um the suited, like the nice like. He's got the he's got the vest. He's got the. It was Sorry. okay. I, I thought it was. It was funny, you know. Yeah, because that's Stevens. That's, I think that's interesting because that's like Stephen taking over, Kanshu, and saying this is how I want to look. Mm. He wants to look kind of posh. He doesn't want to look like a rugged, mummy thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> like maybe Stephen wants to look like a gentleman. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be. Or well, I know we haven't talked about her much, uh, Layla. Oh, Layla. Yeah, we got to go back to her. Um. She. She was, she was a good character overall so far. 
she seems to really kick ass. So her and Mark were mercenaries, and she may still be one. Well, they're like, I don't know, mercenary Tomb Raiders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she has these fighting abilities that Mark does as well. So she can, she's kicking ass in the second episode, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And she knows that he's capable of it, because she tells him, like, when they're surrounded by Harrow and all of his, like, henchmen, just, like, summon the title of the episode, Summon the Suit. It's time. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then that leads to the invisible fighting a jackal type thing, which I'll admit they did a good job of like playing it up. Like we can't see what he sees. He's gazing into like another realm entirely and he's being attacked by it physically. <laughs> and those things affect us physically, but we can't see them. So they're not necessarily invisible, but they're not visible. Does that make any sense? It 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 now <laughs> because she couldn't see him, right? But she can see that it's happening. And she was bit. She was able to hit one. If you remember that, yeah, she did. She threw a bottle at one, and then she also threw like the shard of the bottle at it. And, and then, then at, at one point, it was like picking her up by one foot. Yeah. So I don't know if that was, I I guess it didn't, that seemed to go against what, remember what Kanshu could do? So yeah, I, I guess like, that. Why can't, why can't Kanshu do things like that? Right. So. I don't know. Poking um, holes. We're poking holes. Apparently Kanshu wants, so we find out that she's married to Mark. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, and Conchu and Mark wants to get out, and out of all that Moon Knight business, but Conchu doesn't want him to leave. Apparently, he wants him. It seems like he's saying like he wants him to do one last thing for him, but it keeps going. Yeah, yeah, and and so he can't really live out his marriage with with Layla. And, but Kanchu threatens if he does leave that Kanchu would just take Layla as the next Moon Knight. Right. So Mark is sacrificing himself, but he's also sacrificing Stephen, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate for Stephen, because um, at the end of the episode, you see him like pleading, because at this point, Mark has taken over after the fight with the Jackal. Um, Mark is now in control of the body. And I was trying to find where exactly this that scene took place because that was a curious little location. It was like a little, like a stage. Do you remember where he kicks the glass in into that like pyramid-looking thing? He's talking. He's talking to Stephen in the mirror, but he gets pissed off and he's like, "No, stop! I'm not going to let you have oh. control right now." Uh-huh. Is it like near that church too? I yeah, think? right. It's like in the it's like in the courtyard of a cathedral or something. 
and it's a it's a really good location it looks nice but i was just like i was curious to see where they filmed that exactly um and i couldn't find it Hmm. um but it's a it's i i figured in in doing that in the secondary personality i don't know who's the secondary we don't really know right who the secondary or the primary personality is we we thought it was steven but really mark has been doing all these like mercenary tasks right and got married and everything and got married and everything <laughs> um so um i was theorizing i don't know about you but I wanted to go back to the mum thing mm. where he calls his mum and he's like, hey, mom, you know, I'm doing all right. And mm. I'm thinking mum is a third personality. Oh, really? Well, like, he's even posting up postcards from his mum. Mm. We see in the first episode and I'm wondering if, like, Mark getting pissed off and breaking that mirror even more is, like, a visual representation of, oh, God, this third personality is going to come up, isn't it? That's like a, like a, fur, a further fracturing, you know? Wow. Yeah, that'd be intense. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I didn't think about that. Um I'm not sure what to think about that. Yeah, the the mom thing's been bothering me since I first heard it because I was like, okay, who's he talking to? Um, imagine he's talking to Scarlett. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. No, um, <laughs> uh, you know Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah. Oh okay, that could be another one. Because we don't really know that much about Doctor Strange at this point. Oh, dude. And by the end of this show... Or wait. So we have three episodes so far, right? Yeah, so there's three or four more. So let's see. We got how many... Because we have like four weeks until Doctor Strange comes out. Yeah, so right after this, Doctor Strange hits. Yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta, I'm bet, I bet. It's tight end. Mm hmm. Because there's one, two, three. Yeah, there's three more until Doctor Strange comes out. Oh, that'd be perfect. Um, so yeah, hmm. Or he's talking to, what's her name? The, the villain in, um, dang it. The other show. Oh, um, the female villain in the other show with Scarlet Witch and Oh, Agatha. Agatha, yeah. Yeah, could be, could be, could be. Yeah, all these I, I'm kind of glad that Marvel moved into this direction because uh, they had previously been talking about like after Endgame they're going to move more into space, but I'm glad they're moving more into the mysticism me too. It's it's more interesting because in space, all you do is shoot lasers. 
and 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 go there's a there's a lot to explore in terms of like mystic beliefs and cults and stuff like that i think that's i think that's fun yeah it is i was i know we were talking about a little bit of that uh, a few days ago and I, I like that too it's um they really we haven't really seen that yet too much i mean you got a little bit with thor but they almost strayed away from it yeah it's like they were afraid of it um and now they're embracing it like completely and it's it really is an uh, it's a fun world to to explore i think and that's that's why i've always liked dr strange um it's like a he's like the weird corner of the marvel universe and i think moon knight ties into that um also they've been on hmm. he, he and doctor strange have been on teams together in comics i think in several like, several issues and with the thing with the comics too and these you know comic books in general graphic novels and you know they they explore these different ideas of uh right and wrong and justice and um you know, uh, revenge and, um, but also like looking at it, they look at it from like different lenses. So you're looking at justice from, let's say, let's just like Batman. All right. So justice to him is like, you're evading the law. You're wrong. I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. And he would actually he kill in the, in the beginning ones. Beginning yeah. Oh yeah, he shot a gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and now I mean, with the main. Stream. Now he's a little more. They've kind of streamlined his um his ethics a little more, but yeah. If you look at stuff like that, like I am justice. I am gonna get you if you do wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Moon Knight, and he's like, "I am justice. I'm gonna get you if you do wrong," but in a weird way. And then. And then you look at Ethan Hawke's character, the antagonist, he's like, in his eyes, he's justice, but he's going to get you before you do wrong. Yeah, before you do wrong. Before you yeah. do harm, essentially. Before you've even conjured the thought of doing harm. Yeah. That too. <laughs> and, you know, screw up with his, his world, you're, you're going to... Yeah, you're dead. You're going to face him, yeah, and die. So that's cool. I, I like that. I like those. Those are two opposing forces and viewpoints that go, you know, head to head and and, you know, just exploring that for a little bit in the show like this or in the comic or whatever in these stories. It's it's really great. It's refreshing to, to see something like you said, a little a little deeper and not so much cookie cutter. Yeah, something art. more s- spiritual. Mm hmm. Not just like two robots hitting each other, you know. And it's out of the it's out of the Disney, you know, kind of format of doing their movies. You know, it's yeah. It breaks that mold. Yeah, definitely. No, it's um, I think thus far it's been a pretty. I think also visually engaging show. I think it's. 
Because I've watched, you haven't watched all the Marvel series, right? Um, I know you saw WandaVision. Yeah, I haven't finished Loki yet. That's the only one I haven't finished. Loki's the one, that's the one I wanted to point out, actually, as a, as a counterpoint to this one. Because Loki, although I love Lo- the Loki series, but it lacks like a visual flair. And I felt like I feel like it's it's ten times more interesting to 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 watch. It's a good point. Yeah, it is. It is like um, photography is really well done. Yeah, especially when he's like when he comes back from like when he in the first episode when he comes back from when he finishes his date that he didn't have. Um, <laughs> uh. That whole thing where he seemingly um, hallucinates Khonshu coming after him in the apartment. I thought that was shot very like a horror movie. Like it was very, I don't know, something about it just seemed very jaunting and like it had an energy to it. It wasn't just shoot the scene, pay attention to the dialogue only. And what hurt that was was the bad CG yeah, I think I think Kanshu looks okay when he stands still. Yeah, he he actually does. He they he looks scary. Yeah, he does. He look he's a pretty creepy character. Um, and it's kind of surprising to find out that he's actually uh, the protagonist, and it seems like in this. I think that's what's gonna happen though, if we can move on to like conjecture because we haven't watched the third episode yet right um i think i don't know i kind of feel like Kanshu is gonna get pushed out and harrow's gonna get pushed out and it's gonna be a matter of like moon knight Deciding on his own to uphold like his own moral morals and ethics. I see. Yeah, that that sounds right. I think you're right. Um, I think he's gonna reject Kanshu, but he's gonna take all of his powers anyway. <laughs> Possibly, I could see that happening. The only thing is. And I don't know much about it. And like you said, uh, uh, who, who knows where this is going to go. But he he may need Kanchu. True. Unless yeah. there's some artifact like the like the Scarab or something that allows him to not need Kanchu anymore to be Moon Knight. Because um, it seems like Kanchu can take that power away if he wants yeah, it, that was the threat that he gave to Mark, right? He was yeah. like, I can, you are nothing but a corpse. That's right. Yeah. And that's, we haven't seen the origin yet. I think it's going to come up in a flashback. Yeah. Um, True. Um, yeah. In in the comic that I did read, that was the reboot. Um, yeah, he comes back and he's like, he feels like a million bucks and he's like, oh, I'm so glad to be rid of Khonshu and that horrible god <laughs> oh i'm so glad to be a normal man 
and then he gets dragged back in. But um, <laughs> I'd like to see Kanchu as not a burden and not an obligation. I'd rather see you know, Stephen or Mark or together. Um, I'd like to see them decide, you know, to do good or to prevent evil or bad. Mm-hmm. Evil's a strong word. Yeah, I think I wish it would go there, but yeah, like with the whole modern thing, it doesn't or even with the multiple gods, it just it blurs the line. Like it's like, well, because essentially, I think with different gods, it's kind of like the the Greek gods, like they all play their part, right? And and they're all a little gray sometimes. Um, but there is no like, there is no like absolute good. It's just kind of yeah. It's just kind of like who who. Who is more favorable? Yeah. Yeah. What suits a situation? And, you know, it's not... And it, it's hard to say, like, what's good or bad in that case. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, though. This The second episode is interesting, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes I, um yeah i would if we do see it's gonna be hard i think getting i guess you know it makes me think of what's up because this is a good direction i think it's just gonna be hard to to have that like in the beginning Marvel Cinematic Universe years. Oh, yeah. It's never going to be the same. Um, where you did, I mean, you essentially did have the absolutes, right? Like mm-hmm. you had Captain America, you had Red Skull, you know? Right. Yeah. Or you had Iron Man who was like right in the middle and then he kind of like tilted towards like, maybe I shouldn't sell weapons. Mm-hmm. And then you had Thor who was like, Maybe I shouldn't be so self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... It, you know... And, I, or go ahead. It, no, I was going to say, it's like an, it's an unusual um, perspective to have from a protagonist in the story where they have different personalities, they have different wants. If they introduce a third personality, I think it, it could be problematic for the story. Um, especially this far into it, but it would also be appropriate because yeah. So it's it's hard to say. Interesting stuff. I I think um we'll see how we we'll see how it holds up in these next few episodes. Um, I was thinking the third personality. <laughs> this would probably be. What would it be like? Just an absolute sociopath. <sighs> the thing is, is that. I don't know if you want to put this in the podcast or not. We don't have to, but no, I don't care. It's pretty controversial at this point in time, but on the on the on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think they're going to do that. 
Yeah. I don't think they'll do that. That's too much. I think it's. I think it'd be way too much too. I, I just. I don't know. But yeah, with Disney and stuff, I, I guess I wouldn't put it past them to completely go over the top like that. But that, that's why it, it popped into my mind. It, they may, they may or may not. I, I mean, they could. They could. The thing. They could. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to say too. It's possible. You, you I don't, don't think. I don't think they'll take it that that silly. <laughs> I think it's already gone too silly. Yeah. And they've already done like gonna get to where it's the scene where Jim Carrey's beating himself up in the bathroom in Liar Liar. Oh yeah. That was a great scene. It's gonna it's gonna end up there. <laughs> They do need to do some comedy bits like that, actually. I think that would be nice to see. Yeah, something a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, you know, but what may end up happening, too, is that Stephen and Mark may grow, you know, to be you know, a little more, maybe understanding of each other, you know? Yeah, if they could be more cohesive. To where that they... would be. It's. See, it, I was going to say, too, it's kind of like a buddy cop comedy. Yeah, it, it can be right now. Yeah, it, it's it's like the beginnings of it, for sure. Yeah. Because they're very, they don't like each other. <laughs> no, like, they don't. They don't like each other. They don't like they completely disagree and they've already broken up as of the end of episode two because now Steven's stuck in the in the mirror in the mirror yeah yeah I'm curious to see to learn more about the wife Um, I I like this is one of the female characters that I'm liking from Disney that I feel like She's got some balls. Yeah, and and then it, she's she's kicking ass a, a little too hard right now, but at least she has a background as a mercenary, or you know, like a Tomb Raider, or whatever. And and she actually looks she she looks she normal. Looks, she looks good, <laughs> and she looks a little like she can hurt you if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, she looks. No, yeah, she's a very pretty lady, but yeah, she could kick your ass. I wouldn't want to make her mad. Yeah, so, and then she's a good actress as well. She um, she played her role really well. She's like, cause she's torn about it too. Apparently she didn't know about the multiple, she didn't know about. Steve. Yeah, so that makes me wonder too. That's a whole other thing is he didn't have this disorder before. And she said it's been months since she's been trying to reach him. So what happened in those months that caused him to have this break in his personality? Good point. 
So you're saying maybe Stephen really, he thinks he, he's been alive basically for so long, but really it was Mark, and Mark's the main personality. And Stephen has just been having that body, I guess, for yeah. Well, keep in mind too. He tells her he's like, "This is my mum's flat." Who's mum? Yeah. Like, where is his mom? She keeps sending him postcards. That's why I'm saying, I think it's him. I think it's just another personality. Man. It's strange. It's a fucking rabbit hole. Well, it makes me want to see episode three. I haven't seen Oh, it. absolutely. Yeah, we got to watch it. Um, at least before next Wednesday. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it this weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it uh, probably t- later today. Um, but yeah, it does. It does beg. There's so many mysteries. I. It's. It's more inter- It's for me. It's the most interesting Disney Marvel mo- uh, show that has come out because of so many like nuggets and i don't know anything about this character like please tell me (laughs) but uh it's exciting and it's it's um we got him in full like moon knight garb finally Mm mm-hmm But um, yeah, let's look forward to the next episode. And... I do like the his suit, by the way, too. I think it looks cool. Um, which, which one, Mister Knight or Moon Knight? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. I do like... <laughs> uh, Mister Knight looked nice. I mean, I like how he was like, you actually look quite good. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, nice suit. And everything. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, it's a good look. He he definitely has that, you know, that nighttime, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Like a nighttime crime fighter. Yeah, he's, there's actually something from the comics, I think, that I've read um, not directly from the comics, but, you know, um, that he prefers to wear white so that the, whoever, you know, whatever criminal can see him coming. Because by, by the time they see him, it's too late. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, it's like kind of badass. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so are you into it or what do you think? Make a break. I'm into it. I think it's uh, so far. I, I think it's worth checking out. Um, definitely got to. And it's the thing with shows, too. You always got to sit through the intro. First yeah. So sometimes and sometimes three episodes of intro. But once you, once you get through those, it seems like the story gets going. And this one, definitely the second episode gets the story going. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I think like you said too, it's something uh, I agree with you. It is, it is very, it is definitely interesting. It breaks the mold of the other superhero stuff they've done so far. And, and I like that too. It's good. I agree. I think it's, I think it's a pretty good model for future series instead of just starting from the beginning just I think it's uh, I think it's a thoughtful premise and I think the effects kind of suck yeah yeah me too But um, that's fine. It's TV. Please watch Moon Knight Wednesdays on Disney Plus. <laughs> or don't. You can just not watch it. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Film Juice. We have been here talking about Moon Knight. We're going to be back talking about more Moon Knight after we watch episode three. We're giving you a big hug. <laughs> and thank thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.